Hi, this is Mary H.K. Choi, and you're listening to Hey Cool Life, a micropod about mental health and creativity. This is episode 94, and it is July 8th, 2019. Um, I'm at my parents' house, which is always really, really informative, let's call it that. Um, it's very hot where we are it's like a hundred plus degrees and extremely humid and I'm struggling with a few environmental factors such as how my parents they have central air but they keep it at a really really high temperature so I'm always running a little hot and it feels like one of those um barely detectable but quite all-encompassing Um, things where I'm trying not to see it as like torture and I'm trying not to be resentful against it but that much like fatigue does color your general perception of reality so I'm just being aware of that and also like I kind of um, have this really unkind but probably accurate and also um sort of upsetting slash triggering take on it which is that it's one of those things that makes my parents feel really old to me like and I'm I'm finding myself being really angry at how much more sensitive they are and the reason why I say that is that it's like so shameful um but I'm identifying that I'm basically angry at the fact that uh, they will know they 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 they're not immortal, um, and all of these things don't. Yeah, I mean they're all really obvious things that I know I know, intellectually, but I just have to be mindful around like irritation and just like general sense of like prickliness and just heightened reactivity. Um, because I'm basically mad at my parents for dying, um, which is fine, and it's just what it is, um, and in that vein, I'm really holding space and acknowledging a lot of things about my parents that upset me in that same way, where, um, so much of it is, like, rooted in fear, and so much of it is rooted in abandonment and regret and, like the shame ricocheting and then like turning into this thing and so I'm all I am is just extremely terse and unpleasant um in my worst moments before I can sort of reel it all back in or else I'm thinking unkind things and then having to really recalibrate my expression of that um so that I don't just become this you know this like energy pollutant um and just like get my vibe all over the place which is just not what anybody needs I've shared before how I'm noticing more and more as my parents start isolating you know they're not really seeing people as much as they used to they're still quite active in their church but almost reluctantly at this point and they're still um, restaurateurs, but they have a lot of support in their staff and things like that. So, yeah, as their lives just become smaller and smaller, as their bodies become more unreliable, um, I'm noticing what how me coming home is a bigger and bigger deal. And 
sometimes I'm just like, what is going on? And I realized that, um, you know, they were future tripping. They had this idea of what a visit home would be like from their side. And, you know, while as we grow older, we start realizing that our parents are people like I sometimes neglect to offer or extend to them the same sort of like, um, kindness and gentleness that I really struggle to apply to myself and the way I see myself. So, you know, while I'm here being like, oh, I struggle with future tripping and magical thinking and projection and all this stuff, like, I sometimes find it really, really challenging, especially with my parents, to apply that same framework of not necessarily knowing what's going on with them and not interpreting what's what they're showing me or how they're behaving to me. Um, through my own lens or my own butthurtness about, you know, them dying. Um, Yeah, and obviously there's a lot of stuff that's coming up around my eating disorder and just any sort of really old school wounds that always kind of get triggered or sort of um, fiddled with scabs that have long, um, you know, become desiccated and just sort of fine or just sort of get picked picked on and a little tender and raw um you know and by that it's like some of the classic stuff it's so funny actually because prior to a few years ago and probably just around the time I was pursuing therapy my partner and I were remarking on how empty our dad folders were in terms of like you know we had these heaving like multi manila pay like manila folder like multiple tabs fat folders on our moms our respective moms and we were like oh yeah this like you know this like other manila folder with a label on it is kind of like you know paltry and like flimsy and we were like looking through and we're like, I was like oh my god my dad folder is actually kind of empty and my partner was like mine too and we were both laughing because we were both because we were like aware enough that we're like oh wow this really is a box that we are unwilling to <laughs> look inside in the attic of our minds and when we finally do that I'm sure it's going to be like really dramatic and lo I am here and so I'm noticing that my father has this like very very like arcane and patriarchal issue I I don't think it's religious I think it's more his own um, intergenerational trauma but like he hates bodies he just really does like he doesn't like seeing um nudity he doesn't even like seeing hinted nudity there's a lot of comments on my clothing which you know I'm like dressed so conservatively by dint of just like um not wanting to stir that pot because that's just not a hill I'm gonna die on as it relates to my family and so like I dress so conservatively and he still takes issue meanwhile hi yeah again it's like 110 degrees both inside this house and outside and so that's really hard and that's certainly in my folder and you know there's a lot of expectation around what I you know in recovery want my relationship with my family to be like I in my program am on a step it's called step nine if you're not familiar and you you make amends to people that you have wronged historically and I made a financial amends to my mother which meant like I gave her a a lump sum of money because I used to steal from my parents a lot growing up in order to just buy garbage and in order to just sort of like wrest control from them in some way because they were so strict and 
so I like had to give her that restitution and you know it wasn't satisfying like I didn't get to have the dramatic moment it didn't get to be about me it didn't get to you know I think that she she was really grateful and kind of making fun of me which I think is her love language um but yeah like there's just expectations on both sides and I'm just trying not to have value judgments around the fact that you know my father is you know could be perceived as um highly judgmental and unkind and dismissive I think that that's the the biggest part of that the fact that um he's really reluctant to make eye contact with me at any given point and I I internalize that as a um indictment against my physical body and I also interpret that in the story that I tell myself is that he hates women um I don't know if that's true it feels like it but I just have to be aware that that is the story I'm telling myself when I you know deal with him and talk to him um and then the thing about my mom which is so funny it's like she's the youngest I mean she's not the youngest she's a middle but on the younger end of seven siblings and they grew up in a time of famine and she you know um and that just really you know that makes your ingredients a certain way and it makes me laugh the way she really needs all of us to be eating at the same time she really needs all of us to be eating the same thing and that and her frugality is just this thing where like these meals are just kind of like when they're incredible and they're like they're celebratory they're just like so excessive it's like thanksgiving for breakfast and that can be really triggering for me and or other times it's like really like here's a genius thing i made with leftovers that is you know not anything that you eat because of your dietary constraints and I've told both of them about my eating disorder but they choose not to remember it and that is just where we're at um but yeah just not having value judgments around that is really helpful um so that I can have that flare of like I'm irritated I'm triggered I'm upset I'm misunderstood I'm dismissed I'm unloved you're gonna you know my parents are gonna die like all of that doesn't have to like gel and become the entire perception for the entire day so that's what I'm doing it's not easy because again it's really fucking hot um the other thing too is that yeah like I have to make peace with the fact that I'm just learning that when I ha- I'm having to recalibrate a lot, you know, when I'm having not to like code switch or anything, but you know, there is a little bit of just like subtle tweaking that has to go to where like I'm like almost like mastering myself um and like not being hypervigilant but still doing corrections throughout my day. Uh, because keeping a little, just keeping that awareness up, I guess, and not like melting down is requiring more energy than, um, I normally have to apply in my own space, in my own home. And so I'm allowing myself to not do any writing work, I think for these next few days. And trying not to make that my parents fault um because that would be so easy because that is so fearful for me not being able to write 
So I'm going to just send emails and be okay with that. And I'm going to take care of my food as best I can. And even though that looks like me regressing into a lot of gum chewing because I'm not smoking here, I'm just letting that go and letting that be what's happening. And like so much gum. Um, But that's okay. And I'm sort of dealing with the horrible feelings of like having to hide the gum like just putting it in like little like my mother's like a hardcore recycler and a um, composter so she also like sees the trash which is like this like control thing that I feel really policed which really really makes my eating disorder um loud and kind of defiant actually um so yeah that's just what that is and Thank you so much for listening. I realize that this is very, very um, focused on my specific family and my specific condition at the moment. Um, but if you do find utility in this I or any insight, um, I'm grateful. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening and have a gentle day.